In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in. To kind of catapult the propaganda. It's time for the April 22nd Earth Day edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a reality-based mash of contemporary events compiled from the world's great newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com and ripped in part from Harper's Magazine at Harper's.org. I'm Nathan Callahan. I'm Mike Caspar. And now, the news. Heavy fighting broke out in Baghdad following a particularly deadly night in the eastern part of the city. The clashes came a day after Shiite cleric Muqtada al-Sadr mm-hmm. threatened to wage an open war against U.S.-backed Iraqi security forces. He issued a warning. He issued a warning. Yeah, basically saying... Threatened to threatened. wage. He yeah. threatened to wage. Open war. I issued think. a warning. Yeah, issued a warning. He threatened to wage. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I think I got it. Happy Earth Day, Mike. Happy Earth Day to you, too. Well, how many people died in, in Sadr City in this past month? Do you know? I know. 280 Iraqis so far. So 280 Iraqis died. In in one section of Baghdad. Uh-huh. So far, accountable. Uh, does, they um, might be bitter over there. Yeah. Well, it, it might have some... Also, it might have something to do with the fact that U.S. gunships and Predator drones have been repeatedly firing missiles into Sutter <laughs> City. The, apparently, the surge is... Not, haven't, they haven't gotten the memo on the surge working in that part of Baghdad. By the way, the U.S. military is constructing a 12-foot wall around that section of Baghdad called Sadr City in preparation of God. It's knows. called Sadr City, so it's got a wall around it? Yeah. The, U- the U.S. military has been in the process, which something, for some reason, I haven't really heard anything about that in the mainstream press. The that wall? We're constructing a wall around the probably the most significant Shiite population within Baghdad. Uh-huh. We're constructing a wall around it. For what purpose could we possibly be doing that? Racism? Could be, possibly. So, so our predator drones don't have to cover as much area. <laughs> Maybe so. If we so. keep them all together, then Maybe our predator so. drones, they don't need as much. Uh, what do they fly? Do they use gas? I know. That's a good question. Yeah. They might, I assume they, they must, must have use, some yeah, sort yeah. of rocket fuel Propulsion or something like that. mechanism, yeah. yeah. Propulsion. Uh, yeah. solar-powered. Yeah. And happy Earth Day, Mike. Happy Earth Day to you, too, as well, Nathan. I want solar-powered predator drones. By the I way, think that would be good for the environment. By the way, and I'm not advocating, you know, a, a on on behalf of a violent um, organization, and I'm not I'm not sure how violent Maktada Al Sadr's organization is, but it is apparently the largest purveyor of humanitarian organization in all of Iraq at this point. The, yeah. US, the, the Iraqi government is so incompetent and unable to supply any sort of humanitarian relief. Aid, yeah. Aid. The, uh, this is a report from the Refugees International saying that the Iraqi government has failed to respond to the humanitarian crisis of 2.7 million internal refugees and that one of the militias has stepped in to fill the void. And that would be Maktada al-Sadr's um, group mm-hmm. are now the largest purveyors, largest distributors of humanitarian aid in Iraq. You heard about that first on Weekly Signals last week. Oh, my God. Did you say that last week? Of course I did. I'm going to have to start, you know, paying Listening. attention. Yeah, I'm going to gonna actually saying. have to pay I think it's good that you brought it up there. No, I mean, I guess it's, in the context a, of them yeah. walling off the city, yeah. the U.S. military firing missiles, and etc. into this you part of the city. You don't need to make excuses for yourself. I'm sorry. Meanwhile, yes. Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice made an unannounced stop in Baghdad. I didn't make an unannounced stop if you're the, you know, the well, Secretary of State. Yeah, but What's she doing? You know, hailing a cab or something? But, hey, hold it here. 
Are we are we in Baghdad? I was I was heading to uh, Kuwait, but I just thought I'd stop here on on a, on a quick uh, layover. Well, and, when you praise the Iraqi government's yeah. decision to take on Shiite militia members in Basra and Baghdad, which would be Muqtada al Sadr, yeah, and uh, but I th- I think when you're uh, a high level administ- high ranking administration official in this administration, you don't want to announce that you're going anywhere near Iraq. I think she called uh, Muqtada al Sadr. One of the uh, worst things you can call a person these days. Which is? An elitist. Whoa. Oh, my God. Did he? Oh, well. The New York Times revealed. Yeah, go ahead, sir. The New York Times revealed. You'll like this story, Mike. I'm sure I will. I know you're all prepped for it. New details on how the Pentagon recruited more than 75 retired military officers to appear on TV outlets as so-called military analysts ahead of the Iraq war to portray Iraq as an urgent threat. The Times reports... The Pentagon continues to use the analyst in a propaganda campaign to generate favorable news coverage of the administration's wartime performance. They call these guys message that. force multipliers. Yeah, I love which that. Co- which we are, really. We are, too. We are message force multipliers. I think we, I think we are. Yeah. I believe we are. That's, in fact, I try to multiply what, what you're putting out there. Yeah, you do. Well, you, uh, you, you uh, elucidate what I'm putting out there. I'm a message force elucidator. Exactly. Thank you. There you go. Well, it's just another example. Is I think the reporter, the reporter who are. was who who wrote the stories called this a program a symbiotic relationship where the usual dividing line between government and journalism has been obl- obliterated. When I, and I'm going to use that word again. Obliterated. Yeah, I'm going to use that in a few minutes. Yeah, but, but here's the deal. Yeah. So the Times just knew about this. Well, so so the so the TV networks just suddenly discovered. Aren't they supposed to investigate? Vet the, vet these guys a little bit. Yeah, aren't yeah. they supposed to figure out that maybe these guys are retired propagandists oh, that are repeating Gosh, everything that the administration just, is saying? You, Can't they go into their notes a little bit and you? say, "Hey, isn't that what George Bush and Donald Rumsfeld just said?" Well, no, they can't. That would that actually be doing their job? They'd actually be doing... So, so now they got copy on page one because they, you well, know, this is the, flash report. This is Times the, fails yeah. to do job. This is, is really the, the way that headline This is the PR be. handout journalism at work, and then they suddenly, uh, yeah, de- decide to do a little actual journalism. And re- This is the uh, frontline effect to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. frontline, what, the you know, PBS the news show that, yeah. you know, six years after the fact, yeah. you get to hear about what really happened in yeah. Vietnam exactly. or whatever, a decade after. What really case. happened in the invasion of Iraq. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. We're going to wrap it up for you yeah. five years later. Five years later. Thank you. The war in Iraq has become a major debacle. I like that word. And, and that is not my word. The National Defense University the Pentagon's premier military educational institute said that about the war in Iraq. That's the smartest guys, smartest young guys in our military who are going to this institute. They're calling the war in Iraq a major debacle, and the outcome is in doubt. Despite the so-called surge. Yeah. 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 Despite uh, everything. I, despite everything, yeah. The outcome is in doubt. Well, and it, the, I, it measured uh, in the first line of the report, measured in blood and treasure, the war in Iraq has achieved the status of a major war and a major debacle. Debacle. That, will, that, is, a, that is a debacle. Debacle is a word that elitists use. I like to use it. Uh, yeah, I find that whenever I'm hanging out with my elitist friends like Nathan Callahan. We use the word debacle we use quite a Obliterated bit. debacle, eviscerate. I, there's a lot of words. <laughs> hey, a lot of eviscerate. Words. I love eviscerate. Woo! Yeah, so, so 
Nearly 20% of military service members who have returned from Iraq and Afghanistan, that would be 300,000, report symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder or major depression. I'll say. I get major depression. I'm not even in Iraq. I'm just reading about this and I'm in (laughs) Yet only slightly more have sought treatment. So, I mean, you, you do the math on that. that well, that means uh, 60,000. 30, there's 30,000 uh, severely depressed people out there that aren't seeking treatment well, no. that, that came back from the war. You mean 300,000? There's, three, there's 300,000 total? The 20% equals 300,000? Oh, I'm sorry. You're saying that that would be 60,000 would be 20%. Yeah. I'm, I'm counting down and I then gotcha, dividing I gotcha. that in I half. Gotcha, yeah. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah are, you with, are you with me on I'm, this I'm, I'm here. I'm Regardless, here right there's, there's, there's an angel of... stadium full of depressed people who have been trained how to use rifles and roaming other, the streets and, of America. And, and, millet, <laughs> and uh, IEDs and... And are angry, and in yeah. all probability, they might be bitter. They might be a little bitter. <laughs> they might, they might be clinging to their religion and their guns, and yeah. uh, right now, and more than maybe we'd be comfortable with. And uh, some of them, some of them might even come back and <laughs> and get into a couple of bar fights. Uh, I, I just thought uh, you know, I was thinking about weekly signals. Yeah, news for elitists. <laughs> well, you like that? Yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, I'm working right. on it. I'm feeling good about it. In news from Africa, Kenya has sworn in a power-sharing government nearly four months after a disputed election, and that election plunged the East African country into a bloody crisis. This left more than 1,200 people dead, yeah. while Mwai Kabaki mm-hmm. will remain as president, and his chief rival, Rayla Odinga, will serve as prime minister. Yeah. They acted together. That's a good deal. Yeah. I like that they're working together. They probably cut some deal. Yeah. They were smoking cigars. There you go. Yeah. Terrorists are still open, operating freely in Pakistan along the country's Afghanistan border, despite the U.S. giving Pakistan more than $10.5 billion in military and economic aid. And that's according to a Government Accountability Office report. Yeah, which is prob- it means that in all probability it's a little higher than that. Yeah, probably twice that. Yeah. and and the billion dollars yeah. and the terrorists are, <laughs> are opening up nightclubs along the border. <laughs> exactly. 7-Elevens and nightclubs. <laughs> uh, and the, the, and the, other, the thing about this is in adi- the money was targeted specifically for this purpose is to seal the border to try and control what was going on in, in uh, Afghanistan and Pakistan. Most of it's gone into resupplying the Pakistan army with armaments in their in their battle, well, not, that's not the right way to put it, their, their desire to keep India out of their... They, basically, the, the money's gone into the military to protect themselves from India. That's yeah. where it's gone. Uh-huh. I didn't say that as well as I should have, but that's where it's been going. So thank you very much. It was reported that suicide bombers conducted 658 attacks around the world last year, including 542 in U.S.-occupied Afghanistan and Iraq, according to data compiled by U.S. government experts. So that is... Is that a jump? I would that has been it. An, an, an incredible increase. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forget exactly the percentage. Yeah. But that's 658 attacks, 658 attacks around the world last year. That's two a day. Yeah, that is two a day. And, and this is a report that comes out every year. And I know it's been going up every yeah. year. So I don't know if, if by percentage it's gone up a lot, but it keeps going up. So 10.8 billion percent, I think. Oh, is, that, that's you know, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a lot. The former head of interrogations at Guantanamo Bay found that records of an al-Qaeda suspect tortured at the prison were mysteriously lost by the U.S. military. Huh. I like those little asides. Wow. Oops. 
Well, we can't find that. The U.S. government will soon begin collecting DNA samples from all citizens arrested in connection with any federal crime. That doesn't mean you're guilty of any federal crime. No. That just simply means you've been arrested. You're in the scene of a federal crime. They arrest you. They can take your DNA sample. And from many immigrants denied by federal authorities, adding genetic identifiers from more than one million individuals a year to the swiftly growing federal law enforcement DNA database. So they'll be able to clone us pretty soon, Mike. Yeah. You think they'll want to clone you and me? Is that what you're saying? Us? I have no idea. I know. We have to commit a felony act or at least be involved in one. I think, you know, I've known you long enough to know. I've known you long enough to know that. I don't know if it rises to the level of felony, but you certainly. Well, in some states. Violated <laughs> the law, yeah. certainly. <laughs> Several U.S. states announced that they would resume executions by lethal injection after the Supreme Court's decision upholding Kentucky's lethal injection protocol. How do you have a lethal injection protocol? Is protocol really the word to use after lethal injection? No. I guess the the way that the the argument was the way that the illegal injections were being administered because the prisoner was staying alive a a while through the process and apparently part of the injection involved a very nasty drug that apparently tightened people up it, uh-huh. it, it, apparently you just seize up mm-hmm. you you and it cuts off your breathing and you can be there for a couple of minutes of this sort of writhing pain and it was considered to be so they mixed a new cocktail so apparently they yeah they've approved some new method i guess that i don't know what it does exactly but i i'm sure it takes away that ugliness of having to watch somebody <laughs> the some, ugliness of well, of what, dying of dying yeah, yeah. yeah it just makes it a, just like going to sleep or something now and i think they should just overdose people on morphine you can, yeah. That's yeah, not that hard to do, is yeah, it? I mean, no, you can, know, you know, well, they'll, they, wouldn't that? Don't I, get, they just don't want to see them smile when they pass <laughs> away. So. You know, that's it. I, maybe that's it. They don't uh-huh. want to have. Them, well, that's probably true. Some people would be begging to be honestly be executed. Honestly, right? that's probably true. Yeah, uh, that if you were to go out, on why not morphine? simplify things? Why don't they just do it that way? You know, uh-huh. people people would be going hot dog execution yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, uh, by the way, get it on. By the way, I can you have like it. put the needle in slowly? I have, I have something. It's here. In economic it, no, news, can I just follow up that? Is <laughs> U.S. remains one of the world's top executioners? In a report yeah. by Amnesty International, it was determined that at least twelve hundred people were executed in the world last year. Eighty-eight percent of those executions took place in five countries: China, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Pakistan, and hit it. United USA. USA. We're number one. So in fact, we USA. We will USA. 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 All right, that's that's it. So there you go. We we're in the same company as China, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Pakistan, and us. There you go. In economic news, two more major corporations announced plans to lay off thousands of workers. Citigroup announced a five point one billion dollar loss and said it would cut. 9,000 jobs. Meanwhile, AT&T announced plans to eliminate 4,600 positions. Merrill Lynch announced plans to eliminate 4,000 jobs this year, about 10% of its workforce. The investment bank lost $2 billion in the first three months of the year. It was reported that home foreclosures filings surged 57% in the 12-month period ending in March, and bank repossessions soared 129% from a year ago. Meanwhile, mm. the student loan crisis is worsening. 
Bank of America announced it is ending its private student loan business for the coming year. The bank will continue to offer loans through the federal student loan program. Mm-hmm. Okay. <sighs> Pope Benedict XVI. There's a little upbeat note. Yeah, that's always upbeat, bringing the Pope in. Pope Rottweiler, as we used to yes, call him. Yes, Pope Rottweiler. <laughs> yeah. He arrived in Washington for his first visit to the United States as Pope. He was here before, but not as Pope. As not as Pope. Just <laughs> as the chief enforcer. I wonder of, if it was different for him. Of, of Catholic. Yeah. I'd, well, yeah. I assume it was, since yeah. they threw a big, giant party for him on the White House lawn. And, yeah. Yeah, it's a little different. On his flight to the U.S., he vowed to reporters that pedophiles would be kicked out of the priesthood. There's a guy going out on a limb. Yeah. Yeah. you got to love that sort of moral center. A guy would come, you know, yeah, he'd stand up for that one. Yeah, pedophiles yeah, there you out go. of the priesthood. Out of the priesthood. Because they were recruiting him just a few years <laughs> they ago. They were, yeah. yeah. That's a big step forward yeah, for the yeah, Catholic yeah, Church. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you catch the thank you, your holiness, awesome speech? Oh, yeah, of yeah. course. That's what our president said. Our to the president Pope. said he did. It just, I mean, really, this has been done so many times. I know. You know, I mean, it's it, people. Even, it, it's it's a joke. It's and, barely and, worth comment, except that this was the Pope. Yeah, and he's a big deal, and he caught on tape as awesome speech, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, he left the dude out, but um, but still, you got the Pope next to you. Yeah, you think you might want to prep some compliment? You know, yeah, have something yeah. in mind. That was an inspirational. Your holiness, speech, your, your, holiness. your words thank of wisdom so are, are a beaming light of truth to all of us. And yeah. thank you for for those. You know, something along those something, lines. Something, yeah, exactly. But no, awesome speech, dude. And by the way, check out that chick in the third row. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know exactly what that was about. But uh, a legislative uh, panel in Arizona endorsed a proposal that would prohibit public schools in Arizona from teaching any overtly encouraging dissent. I said that wrong. From teaching, from any teachings. Yeah. That's it. I'm using teachings as a verb in this sentence rather than a noun it uh, was, as it the, was supposed to be the used. teachings. Yeah. Anyway, Arizona said that any, that any teachings that overtly encourage dissent from the values of American democracy and Western civilization uh, would be prohibited. So you can't dissent in Arizona anymore. I mean, this is one of those laws where... <laughs> You you really need the to know that the courts are kind of the backstop. They're the they're the they're that the final firewall yeah. against lunatics like this Russell Pierce guy who who proposed Representative Russell Pierce said he didn't want taxpayer dollars used to indoctrinate students in what he characterized as an American or seditious thinking. Yeah, because what happens in the in this case is he'll throw it out there, and people like Hillary Clinton will vote in favor his yeah. of his proposition because they're afraid. To stand up to anything right. because they want to get elected, and that's all they want. Yeah, they the, don't. They don't want to stand up for what's right. They just want to get elected. This is this is the, um, I guess the legislative equivalent of wearing the lapel pin. Yeah. Okay. Pretty soon, I'm, I can imagine there'll be some a debate coming up where Hillary will walk out one of those pantsuits with the kind of like like the jacket thing, uh-huh. and she's going to look like a Russian general. She'll have a lapel she'll, brooch. She'll have a Russian general like pa- uh, you know a panel. Of lapel pins and state flags from yeah. every fifty, in you know, all fifty states, and she'll look like some sort of third world dictator coming out there because she's not going to be on. Yeah, this is craziness. Can I bring in Hillary right now? Sure. Because I I've developed. Sure. I went into this election sort of agnostic on on Hillary. I was willing 
to go with it. If she yeah. had demonstrated she had some capacity to lead and that she was okay on the issues and for God's sake, anything's better than what we've got. That yeah. was sort of my take. And at the beginning of this process, she was the presumptive nominee and okay, it's another Clinton. I'm not happy with the sort of Bush, Clinton, Bush, Clinton sort of legacy to the pre- presidency. But she has demonstrated to me over the last three or four months to be one of the most uh, awful, terrible, venal kind of candidate candidacies that I can remember in a long time. And that includes Republicans who have made an art form out of this stuff. And I have developed a serious, serious hatred of this woman. And I, I it's not hatred. Mark. It is. It borders. No, it's not hatred. It does. Every time I see her it's now, not I have a visceral reaction to flip off the TV screen because. Well, I know what hatred. she's doing. That's... She knows what she's doing, and it is this scorched earth winner take. I don't care what happens, even if we don't win the general election. I'm not going to lose mentality that has really upset me. Oh, do I hate her? Okay, let me back up. Let me back up. I don't really care what it is that you feel toward Hillary, but hate is not. Yeah, not I know you're okay, but uh, right now I'm caught up in the moment. So hatred was not the right word, but let's just say I am beyond repulsed. Dis- repulsed. Thank you. There we go. Yes, thank you. Thank you for framing that. Tende Bitti, Secretary General of the Movement for Democratic Change in Zimbabwe, said violence since the March 29th election forced 3,000 families out of their homes. Hundreds of peoples have been injured. Hundred, hundreds of people. Yeah. Not peoples. I understand. And uh, 10 people killed. Bitti appealed for international intervention and said humanitarian agencies in Zimbabwe must be mobilized as a matter of urgency because Zimbabwe is a war zone. So we've got another war zone going on. I'm Zimbab- excited about war zones. Zimbabwe? Yeah. Zimbabwe, by the way, for those of you keeping score at home, is one of the most violent countries. It has been over the last, since yeah. the Reagan administration, it has seen more violence than almost any country in, in, in Africa. I think a couple of million people have died in that country yeah. in the last uh, 25 years. After talks with former President uh, Jimmy Carter, Hamas exiled leader Khalid Michal said the militant group has no plans to recognize Israel. Who, who said that? Hamas exiled leader Khalid Michal. That they had no... They had no plans to recognize Israel. Well, Carter said... Yeah. Okay. Carter said Hamas is prepared to accept the right of Israel to live in peace within the 1967 borders. Right. But but Hamas turned down the 30-day unilateral ceasefire with Israel. Well, because I think... Well, I'm not going to justify... They can can speak for themselves. I don't know exactly what... But but Carter said Israel has to be engaged with Hamas. They are the leaders of the Palestinians in in that part of the world. And his point is, you've got to be talking to them. Likud leader Benjamin Netanyahu told an audience that the September 11, 2001 terror attacks had been beneficial for Israel. We are benefiting from one thing, and that is the attack on the Twin Towers and Pentagon and the American struggle in Iraq. Wow. He reportedly added that these events swung American public opinion in his favor, or our favor, yeah. as he put it. In Somalia, at least 81 people died over the weekend in the heaviest fighting in the capital Mogadishu had seen in months. Most of the fighting is between U.S.-backed Ethiopian troops and Somali fighters linked to the former Union of Islamic Courts. Fernando Lugo, a former Roman Catholic bishop, scored a historic win in Paraguay's presidential election, ending the 61-year reign of what had been the world's longest ruling party. They call him the Bishop of the Poor. 
It's a good thing. It is a good thing. You hope he and he, he's not quite as radical as Hugo Chavez. No. He seems to want to make friends. He keeps saying he's a centrist. Yeah, I'm a centrist. Don't shoot at me. I'm I'm not you know I'm not getting on any helicopters. So please. John Murtha said that John McCain is old. Did he really? Murtha is seventy five. Oh. There you go. There's a man. He's who four is. years the old. The powers of observation on that guy are just yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> um, uh, Barack Obama said he would ask his attorney general, would that be John Edwards? Nah. Could be. Could be. To immediately review potential the crimes of in the Bush White House. Yeah. So uh, okay. you, you vote for Obama, you, you get a little review of the crimes of the Bush administration. I got, I got a quick one. Yeah. This came across the Weekly Signal's news desk last night. The biggest line of credit, this is in Great Britain, the biggest line of credit the Treasury and Bank of England have ever given to the British banking system was uh, approved yesterday. They were giving the, to try and save the banking system in, in uh, England 50 billion euros in order to try and shore oh, up yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, what's going yeah. on there with their... They're in trouble. They're having the We're same sort of housing issues, housing mortgage issues. Democratic Congressman Barney Frank of Massachusetts introduced legislation aimed at removing federal penalties on personal marijuana use. ABC News came under intense criticism oh, for its God. handling of Pennsylvania's Democratic debate. That was awful. During the first 45 minutes of the debate, the moderators focused on Obama's comments that some voters in Pennsylvania were bitter. The Reverend Jeremiah Wright was controversial. <laughs> Clinton's Bosnia sniper fire story, flag pins, and the weather underground. This is, I, I do you was, have a flag pin, Mike? I, you know, I do have I one. I do. We should yeah, wear them around. I'm going to wear them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When we get that webcam, I'll start wearing my my flag pen. Yeah, that was despicable. That really that was debate. Yeah, it was oh, hard it was to really watch. watch. It was. It and was by very the way, sad. To, is, after an hour, you're sitting there going, "Isn't anything do, else? Do, important? We, do we have a question? Say about the economy. There's a war, war going Iraq, on. The We're global warming, the, uh, the banking crisis, the economy, people, and you're talking about lapel pins. Like, it, and I don't know if it's you know it's important to note here that Stephanopoulos was. Bill yeah. Clinton's press secretary, yeah. by the way, <laughs> and you know may have some still have some loyalties because oh, it was it was it was so, about Barack. It was all yeah. about Barack. And finally, God. according to a recent poll, Hillary Clinton leads among bowlers, <laughs> gun owners, and hunters in Pennsylvania, a blue collar trifecta that is helping her hold an edge over rival Barack Obama in today's primary. There. Weekly Signal's Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. To learn more about Weekly Signals or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com. And be sure to visit nathancallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals.